You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technological advanced silhouette decoys on the market. And Vortex Canada, the force of optics. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430 episode 87. Um, no big deal, Sidney Crosby's number. Um, and I, yes, continue to have a man crush on Sidney Crosby. Um, everybody, episode 87. Um, we are, I'm totally at a whack date because we just recorded a show earlier today. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm totally at a whack. So, um, light again tonight, um, Mark had to step away at the last minute, just found out that his dad, um, had some medical things. So sending nothing but big love and, and lots of positive thoughts to Merck and his family, um, back in Newfoundland. Um, so just, just me, Phil and Dave tonight, but you know, we missed Phil last week. And, and Phil is such a big presence that, you no, know, he no, really, your mouth right now. he really just needs um, a, a medium for himself, right? And, and I really wish you could have listened to the banter between Dave and Phil before I hit the record button on firefighters and, and police officers, because it was pure con- comedic gold i'm not going to lie um so all our a-list material is before we record no no we hey i have no problem of opening that can of worms up once again and letting you two go at it 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 warms the cockles of my heart just to hear you guys going at it so philly is coming to us all the way from port perry dave from king Carden. i am just outside of kingston ontario and we are um three-fifths of the Union 0430. Um, so again, thanks everybody for uh, for listening. Please, please do me a solid and subscribe and like and, and hit the, the bell if you're watching on YouTube um, because it would mean the world to us. And that's all I got to say about that. So tell your boys, friends, tell yeah, your goddamn t- friends. Tell your God, you know what? Tattoo it on yourself. Tattoo. Yeah, Yeah. do it. Well, look at, you know what? You want to know this? This is something Drew Galloway, like what a fan Drew Galloway is. He, he is so much a fan that the entire back window of his truck is pays homage to Punisher Waterfowl. Yes, he does. Drew is good shit. Love you, Drew. He is. Uh, and that's and you know what ladies and gentlemen that's what a real fan does i'm not gonna lie not gonna lie and you know what he doesn't ask to be pro staff (laughs) (laughs) doesn't ask for a discount does he no no i actually actually you know what that's funny so today i i there's a a friend of mine he's got a little bit of a, a veteran business here in the kingston area so I, I picked up a couple of things from him today and, and he said, you know, thanks, man. He said, you never asked for a discount. I'm like, well, you know, you're my buddy. I, I want to see you succeed. So 
I, I'm not going to ask you for a discount. I'm sure you get enough of those requests from people that you don't know. I, I'm not going to be the person to ask you for a discount. I'm supporting you. Um, so anyways, I digress. Hey, anyways, you hear about firefighter and a cop that walked into a bar? Um, there we go. <laughs> there we go. It's not funny when he says it, right? Oh, damn it's, it's coming from a place of love between Phil and I, but right. you're just like an outsider that's trying to like poke bears. I that's right. Called that, that's third wheel. Yeah. No, that, right? That's exactly what I do. That just like, just like today, Dave, when you can consistently say that you're not going to go to Maryland and hunt. And what did I do today? Yeah. I, I planted the seed to get, yeah. to get, somebody to come to maryland and and i would like to think he's seriously considering it now and now you have to consider it because that person is coming i'd, I'd also like I to do. point out jeff Coates is tempting me to go to maryland oh, oh sure that dude sure. that dude is i keep watching his I, videos and his little yeah that dude is awesome you know, I have one request when you guys go down to Maryland. And, you, and what would that be? You need, because because I won't be able to make it because I'm already doing one big trip this fall. That's right. But when, when you go down there, you need to go to Molly's and get me the official. Oh, yeah. We Jeff play. Coates drinking tumbler in Bottomland Camel. We will. We will. Actually, um, it's just well to let the cat out of the bag. Dave started the uh putting the bug in jeff's ear yesterday about getting molly's to move north and, and put a store in canada so uh so hey if anybody in 10 years there's a molly's in ontario you can thank dave for that just saying i, I said it could be called molly's north yeah molly's north, molly's north. yeah Boom. Boom. and drop. if there's a molly's north the molly's north has to have a crabs to go inside of it yeah i don't I don't think so i think we have yeah. to have like a a moose burgers or yeah pissing my cornflakes david a, a beaver tails well crabs mm. crabs down yeah. in maryland makes who sense who doesn't like beaver yeah. right yeah it's a bit of a personal hey, you know question what? so before the episode we were talking about hey what should we talk about tonight boys and i was like i was just about to say like we should talk to phil about how to start an only fills because oh, gas is getting expensive for scouting right? Very right much. so some of us right. are going to need to start and don't judge us don't judge us like gas is expensive and i want to yeah, find hey, birds 20 bucks the, is 20 bucks yeah. so the, the the play on you know phil's only phil's page um we're going to come out with a punisher waterfowl calendar um <laughs> where where we <laughs> 12 months of phil <laughs> <laughs> where phil is dressed scantily and well, you said you send us 20 bucks. We won't send you a calendar. In fairness, we, I'm sure we can get Dave, <laughs> Dave being a volunteer firefighter, we can get Dave in a pair of camel bibs Ooh. and like, sliding no down the pole. Nope. J just, just with the shoulder straps covering his nipples. Mm. You know what? You know what? That. We could a little bit of face paint. You know what? We I can't grow facial hair. <laughs> You know what we could do? We could talk to Kiri Lalonde because Kiri Lalonde is a dancer 
and she could probably teach Dave some moves with coming down the fire pool. Do you guys oh, yeah. have a fire pool, Dave? No. Do you guys? Well, that no. that's like a thing of the past. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't happen yeah. anymore. No. Well, especially not with volunteer. Like volunteer, stay at their homes, right? Right. Whereas full time firefighters will stay at a fire hall and and have mm. a pool to go from their living quarters down. Yeah. Whereas, right? Yeah, like that. That's like a dying tradition, unfortunately. Yeah. You just. You just killed a childhood dream of mine, Phil. Way to go. Try my I want I want it. I was really at some point in my life, I was hoping to go to a fire hall and slide down the pool. Well, I'm there, sure there's I still some another place and have you slide down a pool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've done that before. I'll have you know. And well, the no. bouncers and the bouncers didn't like it. I'll have you know. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. <laughs> Two no. large men carried you out the door. <laughs> In my younger years, I may have done some silly things. Um, fellas, I wanted to talk about something, um, and, and this could probably lead to, to more topics, but um, Dave and I were chatting with a, with a gentleman today, and, and he was telling us, and he's down in the States and, and within the waterfowl industry, and he was telling us, one thing that he's found out is that up in Canada, we buy waterfowl hunting gear 12 months out of the year. It's not just a month or two before the season or during the season. It is all year long, which really is impressive and somewhat of an enigma when you think about it, because first off, most of the people that most Canadians, I would think, and I think this is a fair statement to make, that most waterfowl hunters that I know are very frugal when it comes to their money. So, you know, watching for that right deal, they don't um, overspend on anything. They're the very first people to, to say, well, I don't know about that's a lot of money for one piece of, for one decoy or, or whatever. So to hear, um, to hear that we spend all year long, whereas down in the States, when the season's over, the season's over, there's no more purchasing, uh, or it is, uh, this is the way it is in, in this guy's uh, point of view anyway. So I'm just curious, like, are you guys still buying gear for, you know, September coming? Like, are you, are you actively shopping right now for more gear? So personally, when I like after the season's over and throughout the season, I'm like, man, you know, it'd be good to have this, but it's not in the budget right now. And yeah. then I'll start putting money away and then I'll be watching for it. One of the problems I have is I hate buying anything from the States and risking border crossing. If at number one, if they don't tell me who they ship through, I won't buy yeah. anything because if they right. ship through UPS, yeah, you're UPS getting, getting can suck a donkey, right? Like that Ooh. UPS Wait. is terrible. UPS Wait. Wait. every single time. We've hit right? a nerve. So I wait and I see. So then I start watching on um, Canadian waterfowl supply. They have a nice mm. little feature that the things yeah. I want, I put notify in. Notify me. Yeah. Notify me, right? Yeah. If it notifies me, in june i'm buying it in june so that i don't wait till september and it's out of stock mm -hmm. again right so oh. i think up here it's the supply and demand thing like when it's in stock you get it 
Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I I couldn't agree with you more, Dave. Like, I find like with us being up here, like you know, it's a heck of a lot smaller market, and we have a lot less options to purchase from. So, like when you need that ticket item, whether you know it's a new decoy bag, the latest and greatest pair of waders, whatever the case may be, the second you see that item come available, guys are scooping it. Yeah, so I think that leads to like you know, the, the the guys buying stuff year round. And again, I'm I'm the same way. Whether you know it's you know a supply supply and demand thing, or just like I'm just trying to get ready. I'm just trying to keep myself busy for lack of a better better thing. You know, I'll you know, like I'll buy like when I was rigging diver decoys. You know, you need something to do during the winter, like say starting now because now late goose season's done. I'm buying rolls of paracord. I'm buying like the big, uh, what are they called? Like the lobster, yep. lobster trap clips, like for long, yep. long line things. You buy them whenever the hell they show up. And then you'll, you, you spend your summer rigging decoys. Like, oh, I was I painting the Dixies have, there for a while. I think we have a secret to tell Phil about diver decoys, don't we? I don't think. Mm. Well, you know what? Mm. If he listens to the episode that drops Friday, Mm-hmm. You'll know the secret that mm-hmm. I will friends, be listening to said episode. Our well, friends at Lifetime are coming out with divers. getting dropped Monday. So to those that are listening to this episode on Monday, I listened to the episode last Friday. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's a Jedi mind fuck. I know. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to what we were talking about. Yeah. So here's a question for you, boys. Yeah. I I'm gonna get rid of my goose floaters, right? When is okay. the right time to post them for sale? Like season just basically just ended. Do I post them now or do I wait till closer to the season start? So here's my opinion on it. And Phil, you jump in. I, when I come to this, so I've, I've been looking after Punisher Waterfowl for, for a number of years. And the mentality that I always had, which is probably the reason why I didn't take off, was... Um, during the season, during the waterfowl hunting season, everybody's already bought all of their gear. The only stuff they're going to buy when the season's on the go is, is the last minute, just the simple small things that break on them. I.e., like me, last year I was on the, on the look for a new lucky duck, right? Not, not a spread. Now, when it comes to the spring of the year, I was told that most people who are duck hunters are also fishermen and all of their money is being put towards fishing gear. If you want to sell something or if you're a consumer and you're looking to buy something, I think that July, August timeframe is when I would think that's when, when Pat Hendricks at Canadian waterfowl supplies, now, I could be totally wrong here, but I would think that that's the time frame that Pat is hoping he gets all his inventory is that July, August time frame when people are just, okay, the season's two months away. Now's the time. So in a long, very long roundabout way to answer your question, Dave, I think summer is when you want to sell your decoys. Phil? I think, I think um, well... At least in my opinion, there's two two types of like purchasers, consumers, buyers, and sellers when it comes to warfowl gear. Um, I'm on the side of 
I shop 24 seven, 365. Like I'm I, like currently I know right now I need a new 12 slot decoy bag. Cause I busted the handles off one of mine this season. No big deal. But like if, if, if there's someone who's like-minded like myself, that post said item for sale, like, you know, next month, I'm probably going to scoop it because I need it. Like, regardless of whether I need it now or, in, or next September, I still need said item. I can't get around right. it. Then there's the, the vast majority of guys where, like, you know, there's that section of, of hunters where, like, yeah, it's the July, August, you're tickling in early September. Yeah. Last minute smash and grab, trying to get stuff. And now, like, oh, just like things are sold out. Like, you basically shot yourself in the foot. We can yes. revert back to the previous episode where I make comments about procrastination. Mm-hmm. You're just screwing yourself. Yeah. But like I said, I, I'm a 365 shopper. Like, you know, like we're in the we're in the middle of March. I've already started buying musky baits for the summer. Cause like for those who know I love my musky fishing and stuff. Muskie doesn't open until the first week of June. We're in March and I'm already buying shit. Why? Because, well, shit, I got nothing better to do with my time. And when we come to the sportsman show, I'm going to be left unsupervised with a clean visa. That's a and there's lots of God, That's a recipe for a goddamn disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I have a question for you regarding that, Phil. How do you hold a clean visa with a wife? It's do mine. You... Oh. Yeah. Uh, so we, have a, see, we have a joint see, account. Right. We have a see, joint my, account. I've my got balls one are next to our in Trisha's purse next oh. to our credit card. Yeah, that, that that's problematic. See, like you need yeah. to revert, you, you need to rewind the tape like 15, 20 years and hmm. set shit straight from the word go. So my yeah. visa, I'm, I'm, I legit, I've had the same visa for like twenty fucking years. I got one and one only. Why? Because you only need one. Mm-hmm. And so I've got my own visa. Dana and I have like a shared bank account, and then she's right. got like two visas and a fucking line of credit, which is like just bad news bear. See, I would have one, but then we would have a three. We would have a three thousand dollar camera right now. If I had a credit card, (laughs) (laughs) I love how all these episodes are tying into each other, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So, even more reason for people to listen to every episode because if if there's a joke that you don't get, it's probably because you didn't listen to that episode. And we're just teaching you life hacks how to like dodge shit. Yeah, big time. So going on with our spending stuff, mm-hmm. do you think during the season, how much business do you think happens? Because like, like this year, um, I've been waiting to get some widgeon decoys, but yeah. when I got them, what's that? We Joe. We Yeah, depends how uh, sophisticated you are, and uh, but no, when when I went and got them, I started thinking to myself, like, I wonder if like someone goes out and they shoot their first widgeon if they just like well shit there's widgeon here i better buy two dozen widgeon decoys and like you know spurious spending like that well i I, I bet you it happens so i've i've done it i never pulled the trigger on the purchase because i just couldn't do it in time but um 
So I was told one time that Pintail will only decoy with Pintail. Um, Same with Goldeneye. Is that right? So anyways, I was told Pintail will only decoy with Pintail. And I was out hunting one day, seen Pintail, obviously didn't get a shot at him. And I'm like, I got to go buy some Pintail decoy for that exact reason. Now, I didn't pull the trigger on it. Um, but I, if I would have found used Pintail decoys um, that was close by, I, told, I 100% would have bought them. 100%. Lifetime has some nice ones. My, mm -hmm. my puddler, <laughs> my puddler spread consists of, I want to say roughly either four or five dozen mallards, six blocks, six woodies. That's it. Um, so no teal, no widgeon, no pennies. I've got, nothing. I bought teal okay. this year. I got them for Christmas. Yeah. Um, I bought tangle, uh, uh, yeah, I got, uh, I got teal decoys for Christmas, uh, for that, for that reason, because we see so yeah. many blue and green wing teal here at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, the, the many it's a decoy to anything. What, what are your guys thoughts on decoy, um, like head positions? Like, do you? Some you see like oh. some companies come out with ones that are like half preening oh. and then quarter preening and they like, look uh, nice. That look is nice. A, so so here like that's a topic for me. Oh, um, Jesus. Yeah. So one of, one of the biggest things I believe in when it comes to obviously decoys is realism. That's what everyone believes in. The vast majority of my decoy spread are butt ups and skimmers feeders. Because that's what that's what ducks do when they're content, and they're on water, is they're either feeding, or feeding. That's what they do. People get so hung up on like, you know, the upright, the low right, the sleeper, the left turn, the pre and all that jazz. No, when ducks at water, like when they go from like you know big water to small water, or big water to fields, whatever the case may be, what do they do when they get there? They're eating. Right. So like, especially like my, my little beloved pond that I hunt throughout the season and obviously you know, Damien's seen, seen this spot. Like I throw a dozen decoys, nine out of those dozen decoys are like skimmers and feeders or butt ups. Cause that's what they're doing. I like the least amount of like head up, upright duck decoys. Like I like the, the rester. So whether it be like the low head or again, like the feeders, skimmers butt ups and stuff like that's what you need because that's what the ducks are doing when they hit these potholes is they're feeding they're muddling around picking through stuff and whatnot like okay. i feel that's your bread and butter i I, I can i can buy that and and most of my decoys are, are that way and i've got some duck butts <clears throat> and stuff um so then what's your thought on flocked heads because i no one can convince me that flocked heads is worth it. No, I don't. Like, like fl flocked heads are, I feel it's, it's the same argument as like eyes on decoys. If that bird is close enough to realize that that decoy doesn't have eyes on its head or the head's not flocked, you should be feeding them the good news. Mm -hmm. And with, I found with flocking, especially with some 
with some of my decoys um back in the day like that flocking starts to come off and then it starts looking like shit so the the original appeal of having that flocking on the head it kind of wears now that being said a nice fully flocked black duck it looks really good inside the center of your spread yes that is one of those anomalies right so or dare i say what about a coot Big shout out to Logan Minolti. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, and Steve, Steve Horst. Steve Horst and Steve yeah. Horst. And, uh, and there's a little bit of an inside joke. So anybody that's listening to yeah. Friday's episode, you'll, you'll get that inside joke um, that Dave, yeah. that I, Dave just I, wrote. I, I, I can I see just, the necessity with, with flock blocks because they, they pop. Yeah. But right. anything else, like it, yeah. just, it, it sucks mud. So have you guys ever gone through the process of flocking a, a decoy? Nope. No. no. So it's basically just like... Uh, it's messy and a pain in the dick. It's mm-hmm. messy, but you just get a great big tub and you yeah. put the flocking in it. And you it's almost like you, you glue the bird and then you use like... You uh, flock it. A, yeah, but what do, you, what do you call that? Spice shaker. Like a spice shaker or like a, a powder, like icing sugar shaker for like cakes. Yeah. You just use one of those and you shake it on there. And it's it's actually an easy process. Now, getting the materials here in Canada, I I fucking given up. And secondary note, pain in the ass. Hundred yeah. percent. But still, it's something but that flock, flocking wears out a shit ton faster than the regular pain on a decoy. Yeah, and I found you you end up like wanting to be more careful with it and like oh you know I'm gonna scratch the flock you know. No. Yeah, and I guess so, if you're if you're the type of like if you're the type of person that really you know takes care of your gear, like I'm extremely hard on my gear, um, so flocking makes zero sense to me. But if you really take time and put put all your decoys into you know individual bags and in the slotted bags and and you're really careful with them, well then maybe it maybe it makes sense to you because it'll last longer. But for me, that I bet you I wouldn't even get a full season at a flock decoys. Yeah, like the vast, all, all of my duck decoys are all in slotted bags, with the exception of like literally one dozen, and that's the dozen I drag around for my pond shoots, and they're all in Texas rigs with a, with you know a, a carabiner on the end of them, and literally that dozen gets taken off the wall and tossed into the back of the truck like not placed tossed i drive my pond they get chucked out of the truck they get chucked onto the pond and then away we go otherwise all the rest of mine are all like babied slotted bags the whole nine yeah Yeah, i don't i don't i don't do that shit Um, so you run four dozen mallards yeah i got half four four or five dozen i think half a dozen blacks and half a dozen what would you say woodies that's it yeah, what do you run for a diver spread? Uh, I got I got five dozen Dixies. I got a dozen cans, dozen reds, three dozen blues, and I got a couple a couple dozen of oh, buddy, I couldn't even tell you what the hell what the hell they are. Yeah, but I'm running. I think it's a nine dozen spread all on long lines. Like those Dixies, like they get beating the shit off the side of the gunnel, dragged across rocks, this and that. They get shot 
and they still float. Bill, are yes, you <laughs> are you going to start up um, guiding again this fall, or are you? I don't, I don't know if I'll be doing it like on an official basis. Right. But if if someone if I was like referred like from someone from you or whatever, yeah, then yeah, 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 I would I would uh, right. I would take them out for sure. But I don't know if um again like because of COVID and all this other nonsense and whatnot, yeah, like I've I kind gotcha. of I've tamed her back a little bit. But again, like if someone were to approach me and it's like you know, Damien sent me, Dave sent me, I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to turn right. down you know a friend of a friend, client wise. Um. I did want to to bring something up because you mentioned your little your little pond there that you hunt, and not that I've given any location away, because I wouldn't do that. But I had and they'll uh, never find your body. <laughs> It'll so, be in that pond. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to write the address of this pond somewhere for Trish to find if I ever go missing. Yeah. Um. It's no, the reason I. The reason why I bring it up is because I got a message from um, from a lady uh, a couple weeks ago, and she's really, really trying to build her waterfowl hunting portfolio. So, photography, oh. and she and she is in Oshawa, and I said, well, we would absolutely love to have you come out and hang out with us, and her and her boyfriend i don't think she's married um but her and her boyfriend i said does he hunt and she was like oh yeah he hunts i said well one of both of you come tag along one day and we'll hunt i said phil is uh not far from oshawa so you know you wouldn't have that far to travel and you could you know come try it out so i i may have volunteered us to hunt your field that you are going to organize oh, i'm such a nice guy <laughs> you are you are a pretty awesome dude <laughs> just just wanted to let you know that um your your pond or your field is is already been booked thanks for dude <laughs> so but now that you bring up photography with uh hunting yeah Ooh, nice and segue. phil yeah go. it's a great segue but phil like i know you've done a lot of photography before and i'm just getting into i'm getting more into the filming my hunt side not the i'm a complete nutter amateur don't kid yourself Fouled, yeah, fouled, fouled, yeah. creative, yeah. collective, yeah. complete, collective. I, I, I can't even remember what the hell the name is. Yeah. <laughs> that's because you just that's because you just changed it, dude. You're not even used yeah. to. Uh, you're not even used to it. It just sounds cooler. Doesn't some of the things I've been looking at, like when I looked at getting my, um, getting a camera to film this stuff. Did like you the GoPro did you being buy, waterfowl? Did you buy a two thousand dollar camera? no fuck we don't talk about that stuff on the yeah. show um i wish i could afford that right now but like wise watch yeah how do you how do they do waterproof ratings for cameras and also do you use some kind of case or something to get the camera out there like added weight and all that stuff like what give me some tips brother so when it comes to waterfowl proof rating um i've got no fucking clue Flat out, that's like some scientific shit. I got no idea. You know what I do? I try not to get my shit wet. Mm -hmm. But I try. But when it comes to, yeah, try to keep my shit dry. Um, <laughs> like when it comes to 
camera gear and stuff like I run hard cases. Um, so I first started out. This is the Nanuk 915. This is the Vortex Collaborative with uh, Punisher Waterfowl Edition. That's a $9,000 case right there. Yeah, you, you, you two can have this case for $899.95. <laughs> like, I don't know, lots of money. Anyways, so Nanuk offers like basically three, three versions of their cases. There's cube foam, padded inserts, and then just like your bare bones, no, no foam mm -hmm. bone insert cases. So this is my first case. I outgrew this thing in about two fucking weeks. Let me tell you, this is like the padded, padded, um, picky plucky foam. And that's so fully can... waterproof, eh? Oh yeah. Like yeah. this, this thing, it's you could submerge this bitch. Oh yeah. Like you could gasket. It's got like some, some purge valve under here. Like this thing is like legit. Like you, I'm not saying you do this, but you'd almost like run this thing over with a bicycle and It'll protect your camera. You could probably. Oh, never mind. I won't say that on the show. I was going to say something. I was going to say you can run over the truck, and then the people are going to start doing it, and then they're going to get sued. That's why I said. Basically. I was going to say something else. But um, the, the locking mechanisms on these things were amazing. So that's the that's the nine. Fucking losing my goddamn earbuds. So that's the nine fifteen. I grew that thing real quick because I had like just like a camera and a lens, and like that was it for. So that case. So then I upgraded to that was this one, the 930. This is like a big ass case. Again, it's the Punisher Waterfall Edition, the knock case. Um, this one, which is like a way better option. If you got a camera, you got like an extended um, battery on your grip, you got a couple lenses, some other accessories and shit. This is the way to go. So this bad boy, a small tripod. I have one of those. It doesn't fit in here though. But this this bad boy's got like the divided, mixy matchy inserts. Holy Christ! And like all these things, yeah. are um, velcroed and stuff, so you can like adjust like, you know, your sizes. Like for this lens, I got like my cloth in here, some other jazz, the, my body, um, my big shoulder straps in here. So you don't take. You don't take your camera out of that case if it's raining then? No. This sits in here. Again, like Nanuk makes an amazing case. Um, it's completely and utterly waterproof. I've got zero qualms about dragging this thing out in a muddy cornfield, toss it at the bottom of my 18 and a half foot boat, just because I know how much people love hearing about the goddamn boat. Um, you make one comment. <laughs> but um, I've, I've got zero qualms about dragging this thing outside, snow, mud, lake. Like, I don't care. So, and Bill, like for airline. Now, yeah, now go for, for airline. Airline. It's got, you can, let's see if we can get the little shine. Oh, lock it. The little yeah, metal grommets. There's one in each corner for throwing locks through it. Nice. Yeah. Now, like, I know cases are legit now i know dave is dave is going a, a a really roundabout way of getting to um him starting to film with the kayak and and stuff like that so um maybe having a great big case is not doable for you dave on on the kayak so what are you going to do are you going to go with like these waterproof bags or no so oh, i'll be back oh yeah, I don't know where mine is. 
So, um, Tiffany. Did he say something about breakfast at Tiffany's? <laughs> no, Tiffany. Oh, okay. No, um, I'm right now. I'm. I just got the GoPros. Um, unless right. I figure out how to do this right and and make it make the product that I think you and I would be happy with, mm. I don't think I'm going to get any kind of like camera right. that we need. Right. So for GoPros, I can store those in like a jacket pocket almost. Right. And right. And GoPro's new thing with their new cameras, if you sign up for their yearly subscription, you break the camera, they send you a new one. Oh, really? It's like 60 bucks a year. You break the camera, they send you a new one. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. So look it up. It's a pretty sweet deal. That is so a sweet deal. Back to the whole camera thing. Your other option is I have a, I have a gun case and I use this like for my diver hunts in the boat and whatnot. Um, this has got like your roll top, yeah, like seal yep. thing. Um, like this thing is like like near bulletproof, and that um, would float too, right? With a camera, with a this, camera in it, that would float. So this is this this is a gun case that I've got. I'll try to scan it past the camera. Ooh, this is a gun case that I bought. Um, this actually floats, but there's a number of companies that make these, these like. For lack of a better term, it's called a dry bag. So it's your roll top and you know your little uh, your little buckles that seal it together. Um, there are companies that there's a number of companies that actually make blind bags out of like the same material. And for the purposes of like kayak hunting and stuff, and obviously, um, I'll be kayak hunting a ton this fall. Uh, we'll be getting getting into I think the, we, the. I think we all are. Yeah, gonna be getting into the new canoe game. Is it because you don't want to pay for gas, right? That's 100% yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'll be investing in a blind bag of similar design and material. And I'll literally just be bringing out the body of my camera and like my 24 to 105 lens. It's yep. a smaller, smaller package. It'll fit in the blind bag, two boxes of shells, thermos of coffee, and away you go. And being in the, the kayak, depending on where you're hunting, whether you know, if you're shallow water, and you're in and out of the kayak, you're dragging water, you're dragging mud, you're dragging weeds and crap into the boat. That dry line bag is going to save like your $2,000, $3,000 camera. Mm-hmm. Expe- spe- spend like the 50 bucks, the 80 bucks, 100 bucks, and get that good blind bag if you're kayak hunting. You're like, you'll be beyond thankful. If you buy a crap bag and like you destroy shit, you got shell boxes. They're made of cardboard. They're not. They're, they're not. You know, prepared for the water. So shotgun shells spilling out all over the boat and stuff. Get a good waterproof. Uh, or or you could buy I, some Punisher waterfall shell savers. That you can. I also want to point out. I don't know if you guys have watched Duck Lore. Actually, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Did you see I'm the bags? I haven't. I haven't watched. Yeah. I haven't watched the newest. I haven't. Uh, so one one dropped last night, right? Yeah, the diver yeah. episode. Yeah, I uh, haven't seen Michigan. that one yet. Stephen Ranella, they kind of sneakily show him getting in the boat and someone handing him a bag that has first light camo on it. Pardon me. Oh. I'm just saying, it looks beautiful. It looks pretty nice. I'm pretty interested. <laughs> now, first light also has on their site dry bags. Like they do have dry right. bags. 
So, yeah, they do, and yeah. they do have stops, stop sacks too, right? So, yeah, that, those are the dry bit. Yeah, and then they have the dirt, the dirt duffels too. Yeah. So, but like, hopefully they start bringing that stuff out soon, so I can. I have my budget for the season, and I haven't spent any of it, but I'm getting tempted. Oh, hmm. Hopefully they release this stuff soon, so we can start buying. I don't have a budget. That's why I need more people to start ringing the bell on and subscribing so yeah. I can get a budget. Yeah. Touche. Mm. So. <laughs> so ring the bell so I can buy stuff. Yeah. And support, support these. The <laughs> buy some hats and shit. Yeah. 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 Punishwaterfall.com. Oh, I can't wait for that offset trucker hat to come back in stock that was my favorite hat i know that they can't get the hat right now but no so 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 that's that one uh it, it had the the punisher logo just in this bottom corner here like oh it, that was I, my favorite hat i think i designed that yeah i'm pretty yeah. sure it was a nice hat yeah i do have an artistic touch see I think it's all that time you spend behind the camera. One of the best photographers in Ontario, I dare say, for waterfowl. Who's that? You. Oh. Best amateur. Amateur. Have you been drinking? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not enough. I don't know, no, I don't know where mine is. I, I do have the odd moment where, yeah, you, know, you capture something in the light. and So, okay, Phil. all the auto, auto fucking settings on the camera. How many times do you think you that shutter clicks before you get one good image? Oh, shots per usage, you're probably, I want to say 5%. Yeah. Yeah. Like on, I'd say like out of, out of 100 pictures, you're in the neighborhood of like five, six. Yeah. And how much? post editing do you do because it's it's kind of funny i was looking at um like settings for the gopro and settings for like doing um like reviews like review on blind bags and stuff like that like how do you image that part of it is your your level of expectations um now i've gone through pictures and i've had a number of things that were likely passable for like, you know, usage stuff for like social media, like for company usage for social media accounts and stuff. And I've like, I am like my worst enemy when it comes to critiquing photos. If there's like one thing that just doesn't sit right with me, boom, trash can. Mm -hmm. I am, I am my own worst enemy. And like I said, like there's been a number of photos where I, I probably could have submitted them and they would have been used, but I'm like, I don't like that. You are the weakest link. Goodbye, Gonzo. But when it comes to post, post editing, I don't know. I'm probably two, two to three minutes per picture, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. See, when I was searching for one, it was like um, how they edit pictures, and it actually did one on. Um, how they get glowing skin tones for like magazines and stuff and they actually like set brightness and everything to like the top level and then they save it and then they reintroduce the darkening 
afterwards. Okay. I was, it was a really cool little video that I watched on how they did all this stuff. So I was like, that's kind of interesting. It has nothing to do with me because I'm going to be ugly, whether I'm bright skinned or not, but that's, that's like, true for this lady. This it worked true. really well. That's yeah. yeah that's fine. <clears throat> but there's like, there's thousands and thousands of tips and tricks yeah. on how to go about editing photos. And like one thing I do, I use Lightroom and I use Lightroom on a Mac and I will go through the settings from like, like the settings pop up on your right side of your screen as you're going through. And I will go through the settings top to bottom every single time. And that's how I edit my photos. And that's a problem that I have. I need to break out of that where there's the times where I need to like maybe go through and edit my photos going through the settings from the bottom up. So, you know, like start with like your your contrast or your clarity your dehaze and then work your way up into your um shadows your whites your blacks and so forth like you know you can edit a photo left to right and you'll achieve something you edit that same photo right to left and it'll look night and day different you constantly got to change your game and just try you got to get out of the comfort box mm-hmm that's the biggest thing is, is fear of change. You got to get nope. out of it and try something new. When you're shooting your photos, do you shoot like your images? They, they call it raw or? Yep, 100% raw every time. 100% raw, right? Yep. So with, with the GoPro that I was looking at. It way it, better quality. Yeah, it, it's actually talking about the new set. I forget what it's called, but they have a new setting that's like uh, natural tones, something okay. like that. And that's what a lot of people are doing their video in just because it looks nicer and it brings out the natural and you can edit it better. So, yeah. Anything that's going to help your editing is mm-hmm. going to help you like tenfold down the road. Like shooting yeah. raw. The quality yeah. of photos that you can get out of shooting raw over JPEG. Like you can always save to JPEG after you're done. Like you've got your raw photo, you edit it, you're done. Okay, yeah, I like that. That looks amazing then you can save it to a JPEG and then disperse accordingly. Gotcha. Yeah. Good. And when you're taking these pictures, do you like them to be brighter or darker? Like too much dark, or too little exposure, dark, right? You can always dark. add exposure, right? hundred percent. Nine, like 99 times out of hundred shoot dark. It is a shit ton easier to lighten a photo than it is to darken it. And that was, that was a tip that I actually learned from, you know my buddy jordan stone yes. is shoot dark it is always easier to lighten than it is to darken and nine times out of ten you look at the vast majority of these like outdoor waterfowl hunting dog related photos there's at least what i very what i call is like a very much like a brown tone to these pictures you shoot dark and lighten them just a touch and like you're in that window of what like you know the going thing is these days for these types of photos gotcha yeah shoot dark damien you awake i'm just i'm just soaking it all in you got this is like bamboozled this this is riveting conversation Hmm. he's just sucking it in like a central vibe i'm a i'm I'm a sponge. See, this is really interesting to me. But the thing is, is that it's one ear, it's in one ear and out the other, right? Like I won't, I will not retain any of what you're saying. If I don't 
do it with my hands, then I'll never, never remember. You right? are a visual learner. Or, or I'm that. just, or, or I'm not smart. Um, you, can, you, you can say it. Um, no, it, it is. It's all good points. And it's, it's, it's something that we're seeing more and more of like, so Dave, Dave's asking these questions now because he's, he's getting into, um, you know, the, the videography more so than the photography, but we're seeing it more and more. Like there are so many people right now that is using the off season to take their pictures or to try and start honing their craft and, and getting really good at it. So that by the time the season comes to, they're, they're up and running and they know what they're supposed to do. So, you know what, it, it's a great topic. Um, it's just, Dave won't let me, Dave won't let me buy a $2,000 camera. So I'm not real interested in, in <laughs> you know what he's come down a thousand bucks since the start of the episode. You started at three, you're down to two. Uh, uh, two. I, I like to, I like to set a, a low bar when I'm asking for stuff. And then I just say, well, there's taxes and shit that got to get added to it. Right. So that's so, why. So here's smart. one, here's one for you. So this off season, like we'll get into like the photography things here for a minute. Your off season time is that time to like, say, go to like the duck park and shoot photos, shoot still photos shoot moving photos, shoot low light, shoot highlight, all sort of jazz. This is that time to get your camera out and start playing with your settings. I shoot full manual. So I've got full control out of my shutter speed, my f-stop, and my ISO. I control all this shit. So my two lenses, my big lens, my 70 to 200 is a 2.8. So the 2.8 f-stop is, it allows more light in on your photo. And my 24 to 105 is an F4, little less light allowed in on said shutter thing. Um, but like that time you spend on the off season playing with these settings, you'll get to know, okay, so my 2.8 camera or sorry, my 2.8 lens, my big 70 to 200, big white, white beast. I can shoot lower light in this lens because it allows more light in to take said photo. Now, that number is backwards, isn't it? Like a smaller F number lets in more light. Yeah, the closer right. you get to one, the more light. Yeah, so you want a lower F number to get more light. Mind you, the lower that number is, the higher the dollar figure. Exactly. Well, still. Yeah. It is what it is. But I, I control all my settings. Um, my 7200... I have it always set on a 2.8 for my f-stop and then I adjust my shutter speed accordingly. So if it's low light, I'll boost my ISO to like a 1250, whatever. And then I'll shoot a slightly slower shutter speed, but still retaining a sharp image. And I might have to take that photo like six, seven, eight, 10, 15 times, constantly like playing with my dial, you know, getting the sharpness right again. That's where it comes down. Like, yeah, you may have to take 100, 120 photos to get six. That's what happens. Welcome to photography. So, Phil, the yeah. biggest piece of advice you gave me so far that I've been looking and in all my research for photography gear yeah. was to get a full frame camera. Can you explain yes. full frame versus crop, crop sensor? Frame? Full sensor versus crop sensor. 
inside here is some like science. That's what we'll call it, science. Um, inside your camera, um, there's a sensor and a full full frame sensor. When you take a photo, what you see through your viewfinder is what you get, full frame. It takes everything you see, that's your photo. A crop sensor will crop, for lack of a better term, it crops shit. Yeah, so take like the image that they're seeing of us right now and just like- And then you get like 75% of it. Like that's the crop sensor yeah. and then that's the full frame. Yeah, is that kind of what- for, for lack of a better term, oh. yeah. I'm just trying to yeah. full frames the way to go because you can always do the cropping. Don't let said camera do the cropping for you because you might miss out on shit. Yeah. And there's times where I've taken a photo and like here's my this is where it pays to subscribe to YouTube. I'm using visual aids. <laughs> there's times where you take a photo like this, and what you really wanted was like over here, but you want it centered. If you do the cropping yourself, as opposed to letting some freaking computer do it for you, which doesn't know any better because if it's made by humans, it's fucked. You can do your adjustments and center what you wanted. And then, you know, obviously do your editing and such and develop an amazing photo. Get full frame cameras. And do you much look into the size of the sensor or just a full frame sensor is good? Um, Oh, I'm not going to lie. I'm reasonably new to this. Okay. No. Nope. So I shoot a Canon EOS 6D just because that's what I could afford. And the, like the shutter count on this thing was like 3000, which is like, that's like basically taking a brand new car and driving it from the lot across the street to the gas station. It wasn't broken in. So I'm like, this is a smoking deal. Um, you don't need a five or $6,000 body to take smoking photos. You can take a reasonably half decent photo. You spend that extra minute to in post-production and you're crushing it. It's time versus cash. What kind of, say I have a thousand dollar budget. I know it's bigger. How much would you spend on the body versus the lenses? Because I read a thing that's like, spend way more on your lens a yeah. shitty body and an excellent lens is the way to go. Yeah, spend spend the money on the glass because it's the glass that does the work. Um, now, I'm very content with what I have. Um, so I've got a 70 to 200 2.8 and a 24 to 105 f4. A lot of guys run the 24 to 70 2.8. So it allows that lot more low light shooting, like stuff that's in the blind and this and that. But in all honesty, like I've never, I've never had an issue with my, with my little twenty-four to one hundred and five f four. Like it, it's done me well. You can boost your ISO on your body. You know, it just it lightens your photos a little bit more. Going to add a little bit of grain, but then again, in post production, you can get rid of the grain. Like, there's a lot of give and take, but this lens is a shit ton cheaper than like a 24 to 70 2.8. And do you have to get much? How much closer would I have to get with a 105 versus a 200? It all depends what you're shooting. It all depends. It's, it's negligible. Yeah. Like a couple steps, and even then, you can crop. Yeah. If you really need to. Good. Yeah. This kind of went in a total different direction than I thought tonight would go this when is we started on photography. 
right? <laughs> like this is the hockey sock. So anyway, where'd we start? Yeah. So if you're selling decoys, <laughs> send them to me. Yeah. Oh, another thing too, when it comes to camera stuff, spend mo- spend your money on good SD cards. Get good cards. Like this card here that I'm shooting. It's a Lexar Professional. It's a 64 gig card. I'm going to be getting some 128 soon. But this shoots one shoots 250 megabytes per second. That's the speed in which this little card like processes shit. The faster it processes stuff, like the more you can like shoot, 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 shoot. And there's been times where I've like I've legit overrun an SD card because I was pulling the trigger a shit ton faster than it could absorb stuff. And I'm like, fucking come on, take the pictures. I'm like ready to throw my camera and stuff. Spend the money on a good SD card. Yeah, and you you will not Hulk smash shit. Yeah. I'm trying to find, there's a good image somewhere of like what each little thing means. Um, Yeah. The speed classes. Yeah. Like and two megabytes I, a second is the old speed, but the oh, yeah. the new speed is like ninety megabytes a second for eight K video. Yeah, like right. I'm running two fifties. Yeah, yeah, it's just the speed in which in which the little card processes things. It's like how fast your you know little hamster in your noggin spins. Yeah, so there's a little image on your on your card, and it'll be like a U with a one in it, or a U with a three in it, yeah. or a check mark with a six, ten, thirty, sixty, ninety. If it's the check mark with the 6, 10, 30, 60, 90, that's your megabytes per second. We've completely lost Damien. Yeah, that's okay. I'm just trying to, you know what? It's, it, it's no, a, I'm looking it's at a, my, I'm looking at my SD card here right now. And it's I've the got difference, a, it's the difference between a, a hamster. It's the difference between a hamster on a, on a little spin wheel and a chinchilla on steroids on a little spinny wheel. Squirrel. Hmm? Yes. What What's yours there, Damien? Well, thanks for including me in the conversation, fellas. Hey, um, I, it's <laughs> I'm joking. It's a thanks. U. So this is the one that I use in my trail cam, right? So it's got a it's a U one, and then Hold it has camera. like a a C ten. So that's so the U mm-hmm. is the U one is Let's ten back. ten megabytes a second, and this and the C ten is ten megabytes a second. Like it's just. The two different oh. ratings, right? There's Holy not a standardized shit. rating system. There's three different ones. Ah, uh, but this frig, I forget which one it is. One of them actually only goes up to the ten. Like the C with the ten in it, yeah. That that's the fastest that that speed class is. The okay. U only has the U one and the U three, and the check mark goes up to the ninety. But then it has okay. But then it has ninety megabytes per second written on it. Yeah. See. That's this is right. processing speed. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing, another good thing to have for your camera case, mm. SD card box. So I've got Whoa. one card. I've got that one card in the, the camera. That is the most high speed fucking thing I've ever seen, dude. All right. It's a high speed come fucking come apart. I got one, I got one card in the camera. <laughs> I got four more here. And I'm going to be buying two more to go out west. Boys, um, as much second. as I. Which one I, I just want to show this oh. is the the speed class what? and the yeah yeah let's say so, make shit work just thought i'd let everyone see it just so like i knew that there was a good picture this is for videos like i've been researching that okay. a lot 
but I just thought everyone should see like your SD card will show your different speeds. And then that way, you know, like which one you're going to get and which one. So essentially, I don't think they make the two and the four anymore. anymore. Like why would they, right. you know, but yeah. anyway, just thought I'd share that. Boys, um, as riveting as this conversation <laughs> has been, we are well over our 60 minute mark. And I know the two of you can go on for a lot more. Um, yeah. So um, ladies and gentlemen, if you want more information about photography and, and especially, um, you know, tips and tricks on, on making sure that your gear is looked after and is protected and, and stuff. Listen, leave us a message, uh, fire us off a, a question, anything. Um, and we'll talk about it on, on the show, Dave and Phil and Mark. Um, and I know Mark's got some experience with photography as well. You know, the boys would be more than happy to sit down and talk more about this. Um, so, if you got more questions, please fire us off a, a, an email or, or a comment on, on the YouTube or, or whatever, however you want to get the message to us. Um, boys, I, as, as I'm joking here, it is good content and it is good stuff to talk about. So um, I wish we could keep it going, but we are well over. Phil, you had something you wanted to say, buddy? Yeah, message, message like the puncher account, message Dave or myself personally. Yeah. Yeah. We, are, we are always, always, always glad to help. Mm -hmm. We're very receptive to criticism. Like, like we're here for you. Like, you might and even Phil, suggest something. Like, and Phil, um, we have been getting requests. Like, are you seriously bringing eight and a half by 11 headshots to the Toronto Sportsman Show for autographs? Because no. people have been asking. Get, get, get fucked. <laughs> no. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen. Bill, over to you for the last words, buddy. Um, another great episode. And again, we're going to have another great shout out to the Nutcases because they build good shit in Canada. And our good friends at uh, the Real Outdoor Experience, they use mm -hmm. a Nuck. I use a Nuck. I'm going to use some more than a Nuck when I go out west to Saskatchewan because I need a rifle case. But yeah, I've got an a Nuck case too support canadian like yeah. they make great stuff and it's made here yeah enough said yeah dave on to you thanks brother so uh my best. yeah you know what i know it was a dry episode when it came to the camera stuff but you know what we're trying to help a vast majority of the people and absolutely you know what it, it just it evolved into what it evolved into so i hope that we didn't lose any subscribers because of it but you know what I, hey no, if there's anything I, anybody ever needs to know, we we are not experts, but we will find out for you for sure. Yeah, we may not have the answers, but we know where to get the answers. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, yeah, Dave, good point. Um, listen, it is the off season and, and people are, are trying to figure out ways to keep themselves busy and they are trying to hone their craft for when the season starts. So I think it was great. Um, it was great stuff. I, I wish I could uh, retain it and, and add some sense to what you guys were talking about because I heard ISO and all I thought was 9,001. As soon as I heard ISO, I was like 9,001. I, I, I was making notations, Damien, with crayons and napkins. I will forward those to you at the Sportsman Show. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, great. Um, and the Toronto Sportsman Show, so Craig Mintz, 
I'm sorry it's taken us so long uh, in this episode to get to this, but we received your package that you want us to give away at the Toronto Sportsman Show. Buddy, it is amazing. Um, so listen, if you're still listening and you're coming to the Toronto Sportsman Show, I'm going to tell you right now, it behooves you to be a subscriber to our YouTube channel because we have a truckload of shit that we've got to give away and it's being given away. Don't and, forget Vortex. And, Don't forget Vortex. Yeah, Vortex. Vortex. We got Vortex that have already, we've already talked about the Vortex stuff. I've shown oh, okay. the hats and stuff, um, but we just got the real geese stuff on Monday or Tuesday. So um, could you, we're going to have could, a lot of stuff. Could you imagine going to the Sportsman Show, paying your $20 ticket entry fee and walking yeah. out with like a free set of Pro Series decoys or something? I, I don't know. Could you yeah. imagine paying that $20 to get into the sportsman show and, seeing walking, Phil. and walking out of the sportsman show with fuck all because you didn't subscribe to the Punisher 0430 Waterfall Whoa. podcast? Even better. Well oh, done, snap. Philly. Well done, Philly. And you ladies what, and Phil? gentlemen, that's why we keep them around for stuff like that right there. If I had a microphone, I would drop it right now. <laughs> You know what? Maybe we'll be nice and we'll let people subscribe at the booth that haven't heard of us. Yeah. Like I said, like, subscribe, smash, share, push them on the fucking buttons, yo. There might Ladies be and gentlemen. there might be YouTube exclusive giveaways. I might hand out a sticker. <laughs> you have those little uh, deputy sheriff badges, Officer Doofy. <laughs> Officer Doofy. <laughs> you guys. Hey now, hey now. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this was episode eighty-seven of the Union Zero Four Thirty. We say it all the time. We're not experts, but uh, God no. We'll, we'll get you the answers that you're looking for. Listen, if you like, Davis said, Phil has said, Mark, Brian, everybody's always said it. Um, if you have an idea for a show. Fire us a message because we would love to hear about it, and then you wouldn't have to listen to us drone oh. on about fucking cameras. So, and, and frankly, uh, frankly, we're eighty something episodes in, and we're like legit run out of shit to talk about. <laughs> well, you know what? We got a good episode coming up with the Delta waterfowl. Yeah, we do. Right. Yes. So now is a good time to get some questions in for him, and I know we've had people reach out. That could become a long episode, though, right? We yeah, gotta, it, it could be two parter. Uh, yeah, actually, part, uh, that's a good. Duh? Yeah, that's a good point. Ooh. Maybe maybe we do go past that hour. We just um, slice it in half, Dave. We've um, never done that. Part oh, that, part duh. We should have done that today with the person that we had today. Because I know JJ. you were. Because mm, I know you were chomping at the bit, and you had a ton more questions. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we've taken. Yeah, we, we've taken up enough of your time uh, on this episode. Uh, thank you so much for the continued support, for sending your comments, um, for subscribing, everything. Um, you have no idea how much it means to us. Um, as always, surround yourself with good people and good things will happen to you. Big love from all of us here at the Union 0430. Until next time.